0: The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Amen. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. I want to start with uh, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. He says, uh, I beseech you, my brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Thank you, brother. I beseech you, please, <laughs> I was going on. <laughs> I beseech you, therefore, my brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself... A living sacrifice. You know why it's a living sacrifice? First, God would actually prefer a dead sacrifice. Because you are not going to run from the altar. That's why, but in the New Testament, God wants you to be a living sacrifice. Basically, keep yourself on the altar. That's why the word is used, present yourself. Okay? Present yourself. It's your responsibility to present yourself as a living sacrifice, but you stay on the altar. Don't get off it. Don't get off it. That's what God says. But then he says, I want you to renew your mind. I want, that you may be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, don't conform yourself to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You see, many of us have ideas about what Christianity is supposed to be before we became Christians. And you've heard so much that, blessed us that the poor in spirit... And we assume that to mean, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Suffer here on earth, and then enjoy the rest, of in, uh, the rest of it in heaven. That's not what the scripture says. That's your idea of what Christianity is. But Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. How can you be having abundant life when you can't pay your bills? How? How can you be joyful when your children are hungry all day? And you can't feed them. And God is your heavenly father. We have been taught differently. It's wrong. None of the fathers have said this before. None of our fathers that have gone before us, beginning from Abraham, they always had. Always. God always provided for them. They were special people. And they are still special people, and God's still providing for them today and protecting them. And God says, for us as Christians, we are in a better place than they were. Because we have great and precious promises that were not for the Old Testament people, but for us. And yet we are forsaken because the Bible says we err so much because we don't know the power of God. We don't know the scriptures, and we don't know the power of God. No matter what you hear from anybody, the first thing is go to your scriptures and find out what it says for yourself. And as you start looking at the scriptures and you read, believe me, because you have a heart to know, guess who is there with you? The Holy Spirit. And He's going to be teaching you so much and now there is a hook in your heart. You're always drawn to the scriptures always drawn to the scriptures not only for that subject but also for other things because he begins to weave something and connect things in your heart and before you know you're talking different true what you believe will eventually come out of your mouth but you cannot really have faith you cannot really have faith but from the word so if you want great faith And great understanding in the word of God, stay with the word. Don't let anybody, not including pastor, make you turn away from God's word. For me personally, I hear things from ministers that, oh God, I've never heard that before. And they show the scripture and I tell myself, maybe it's on another level, I'm not there yet. And then I spend my time trying to figure out if I'm wrong. Why did I understand that scripture wrong? And while I'm doing that, God shows me a lot of different things. That's the way it works. We are called to follow what God has given to us. The scriptures and nobody's opinion. God's not going to confirm any man's opinion. Because if he's obligated, if I don't do it, he won't love me anymore. Forget that. He's not going to confirm any man's opinion, but he walks with those who follow him, and he confirms their word with signs following. I've been preaching on on uh, uh, prosperity because people Christians say we don't want that, because is this person, he's a prosperity teacher. He's in error. No, search the scriptures for yourself. Don't the Nicodemus actually said? Can you judge a man before you know what he's doing and what he's actually saying to the people? You don't know what they're saying. I don't care what they say. If it's in the scripture, I have the, oblig- I have the obligation from God to accept it. If it's there, I don't care the vessel. Even if it comes out from the mouth of a donkey, it's God's word, I will take it. I don't judge the donkey. I just receive God's word. That's all about it. It's very important. Renew your mind. If you don't renew your mind, God cannot work with it. And cannot produce for you. That will never happen. Because God's not going to set His Word aside just to please you. He's got to be by the Word. That's why I'm emphasizing discipleship. Because you know the Word, then the Word is fulfilled. You know, I told you in, in our church... Years ago, I think some of us, Pastor Al knows that, I've always talked about uh, having five millionaires in our church. Right now, judging by what God's doing in at least two families, two people in individual's life, we have two millionaires in our church right now. Put your hands together for God. They didn't start that way. They didn't start that way. I was aware when things were very hard for some family, they were actually asking for people to, they were borrowing money. They were borrowed because they, couldn't, they didn't have. Now, this person is a millionaire, by, by all accounts. In those days, I spent a lot of time preaching on Prosperity. I was the false teacher. I don't care what you say. But when, God say, when you preach God's word, he confirms his word with signs following. All of us don't have to be millionaires. But God can meet your needs and over that so that when you have a neighbor that can't eat, you can take from your resources and give to them and help them and they will thank you. And if you continue with it, guess where they want to go. Why are you doing this? Amen? Jesus told me to help you guys. Huh? Jesus? We don't go to church. I know that. Would you come to church with me? Guess what? They would gladly go with you. Now you have not only an earthly reward where God meets your needs, you have a reward in heaven. A precious human being saved from hell. What a reward! And because you've done that, God says, hmm, I'm going to give him more. Or give her more. It's not just him, but her also. <laughs> I'm going to give her more so that she can reach out to these people. You can never lack if you decide, I'm going to believe God and I'm going to help people. It's not about you, it's about the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God. Very, very important. There are certain reasons why Christians may not be prospering. I have four of them. The first one, we don't really believe that God will do this for everybody. See that? We don't believe that. We believe there are some that He likes them more and He does it for them. But for me, I don't know about that. And you say, well, how can God do it? How can God make me wealthy? God says He'll make you wealthy according to the Scriptures. He said, I'll do it for you. I want to do it for you. And I want to do it for everybody. If it's in the Scripture, it's for everybody. Can I hear an amen? It's for everybody. Don't exclude yourself. Because God has not excluded you. So you say, well, I don't have the education. Does God need your education to do what He wants to do with you? Well, I don't have a good job. Did God ask you to depend on your job for Him to make you wealthy? Think about it. God God says, Oh, I'm really, this is going to be hard for me to fulfill. He has a poor job. And that's not going to bless him. I only make $10 an hour. How can I fulfill what God has said? Does God need you to fulfill his word? All he needs from you is believe what he said. Amen. All he needs from you is believe what he said. Regardless of your circumstance. He can give you one idea that will change your entire family and your life. And everyone around you. One simple idea. You say, well, that's for uh, this pastor Larry because he's a man of God. God didn't say that. God didn't say that. It's for every one of us. That's one thing that is hindering us. Listen to this God is not a man that he should lie. When God says something, he means it, and he will fulfill what he has spoken. No doubt about it. And the Bible says God watches over everything that he said. What is he watching for? For somebody to believe what he has spoken. And once you believe it, things change in your life. You may not get to the end, but don't despise the days of small beginnings. Because God, you have locked yourself into what God wants to do for your life. And then you begin to find out God is not a man that he should lie, nor son of man that he should repent on on his word. If he has said, he would do it. If he has spoken, this is God saying, through Balaam, who, you know, uh, uh, in his life, that's, that's the problem, what I said before, really, he could be a donkey. Because God called him later a sorcerer. I you didn't hear that? But at this time, God wanted to speak and use this man, whom you really would not want to anything to do with. He died a sorcerer, a sorcerer. But his word came from God. Amen. So you receive the word regardless. And I said this sometimes. Ministers think God's doing these miracles in my life. And, and then they act silly. God's not doing it because of you. It's not because of you. He doesn't do the miracles for you. He His people that He loves. That's why He's doing it. It's not because of you. And so they get deceived and get into serious things. Because they think, when I preach, people still get saved. They still get healed. And I have a word of knowledge. It's not for you. It's for them. It's His love from them. And you are available. That's why he's doing it. Not because of you. I learned that a long time ago. It's not because of me. He just wants to bless his people. And I just happen to be his mouthpiece. Amen. Speak for his behalf. Amen. Deuteronomy tells us, And you shall remember the Lord your God... For it is he who gives you power to get wealth. This is what God said. Regardless, if you are a Christian, God wants to do this. Many people say, well, if God makes all of us rich, who is going to... What what, what about the poor people among us? Who is going to be the poor? God didn't call you to be the poor. (laughs) He called you to give to the poor. Amen? Can I hear an amen? He called you to give to the poor. He didn't say you should be the poor unless you want to be among them, the poor, so the others can give to you while you sit down doing nothing. No! The work for God is your faith. If you want to work to get from God, your faith is what does the work. Some people went to Jesus in John chapter 6. They said, what shall we do to do the works of God? Jesus said, believe. That's work. Believe. Because everybody is coming and telling you this cannot happen to you. You are not worth it. You are telling you all kinds of stuff. And you believe those things. And that's what you speak. You remember, we're coming to that. It's very really funny. When God asks you, What's your name? you say, oh, I'm, I'm poor. That's your name. Poor. <laughs> poor. What's God going to do with that? He wants to give you wealth. And you decide, I'm going to be poor. I'm not going to be able to do anything I can give. That's not God's will for your life. You guys are mighty quiet today. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I give you the power to get wealth. And why? That his, he may establish his covenant. You have a covenant with God. Amen. You have a covenant with God. It's a strong, this is God being your friend. Imagine if you are Brigitte's friend. Right? And he really loves you. I heard he bought a plane for his friend. Because the guy will always get in the uh, 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 plane, buy his ticket, and Beguet is the one that called him to come. Beguet got tired of him, regardless of what you feel about Beguet, is what I know. He, I heard he got tired of this guy uh, coming, you know, delaying his trip to him. So he bought him a plane and paid for the the hangar and paid for the gas for the rest of his life. Uh, you need a friend like that. But we have a bigger friend. Amen. We have Jesus. Amen. Who has more than bigger can ever have. Yes, we have him. And he has promised to give you wealth. Because you Lord, I don't think I want that. That's what you want. Change your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's what I'm doing to you today. Regardless of where you are, God can lift you up. Just believe Him. Not what man says. I'm talking to you from the Word of God. Amen? I'm talking to you from the Word of God. These are not my opinions. Sometimes people give you their opinion. They make you feel good. But when you're alone, you're empty again. But when you take the Word of God, you can never be empty. Never. Never. Because the word will make you. Amen? He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all their destructions. How many destructions? All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. Including financial destruction. Amen? You know what I mean by financial destruction? When they come to repossess your house and you're standing there helpless. When they come to repossess your car, you're just standing there because you can't pay your bills. God said He will make you to have. And God's not going to go against His word. All He's asking for you, believe. If you can only believe, that's work. Can you see? That's where the problem is. Nothing else. Not your career. Not your job. You know, some people have their jobs, and they say, all my needs are met, and I'm okay. I can pay, I can give to people. Ah, oh, something is wrong there. God's not depending on you. You may have the potential that is given to you more than where you are at the time. But now you have settled because your job is giving you everything. But God can take you from that job and give you something else that will meet all of your needs. He didn't say, I will give you wealth because i give you a job. Average education, he can do more than that. Who's that guy that uh, had uh, the uh, the one that was with the Apple, Apple Computers, now everything Apple. Yeah, and even Bill Gates. Right. God has put something in their minds. Only God knows they will be accountable for what He gave them. Um, but they didn't have. I never heard of any of them called doctor. Have you? Dr. Bill Gates? He didn't have to be a doctor to make wealth. <laughs> we just think because we don't have this degree, I mean this job, God, God can take you from there. Align you with somebody that just likes you. Because you are faithful. He doesn't know why he likes you. He just likes you. And he's very wealthy. And he begins to train you and show you stuff. I he said, why don't you come and partner with me? I'll pay you this. And you're thinking, oh my God. That's when somebody said, the other day in a men's fellowship, he said, four hours after you spoke, a CEO of a very good company called me. And was talking to me. God can do it. Amen? Amen? Just change your mind. Trust him. Trust him. The reason is to establish his covenant. The reason is to establish his covenant. He wants wealth in your hand to establish his covenant. So what if you don't receive that? How can his covenant be established in your life? You don't have to be a millionaire. But God wants all your needs met. He says, think about the sparrows. I take care of them. But you are worth more, worth more than the sparrows. He wants to take care of you, your children, so you can have abundance and don't have to worry when a large bill comes. You guys are too quiet for me. Amen. Can I hear amen? Amen. This is the truth. I'm telling you today, this is the truth. You know why I'm preaching this? Because I know God's going to confirm it in this congregation. If you don't like it, it's too late. If you don't like it, it's too late. Why did you come in here? you know who sent you here? God did. God did. You think, I just want to go to church. No, nothing like that. He has ordained your steps. Can I get an amen? He had ordained your steps. And He wants you to sit today and hear this word so that you can change your mind so that your life can be transformed because your mind is renewed. Amen. So he wants to give you power. Don't depend on just your job. Dig deeper. Ask God. Whatever you ask. God, Jesus said, everyone that asks receives. God give me something, I believe. Jabez said, bless me, right? Bless, bless me. And guess what God did? He blessed him. What's the difference between Jabez? It was in the Old Testament. I'm in the New Testament. I can cry out to God in my situation and He can meet my need. All of my needs. You know, when when my children were growing up, their desire was all to go to uh, Ivy League schools. When I looked at the (laughs) what it cost, I said, God, until we get there, please help me. (laughs) How are we going to pay this? Oh my God. Oh my God, how can we pay? I mean, one school fees, I mean, one term, just one semester school fees is enough to go to for school for the whole year. And I said, why do we have to go to Ivy League school? But my children were, they were bent, that's where we're going. Are you going to pay for it, you and Mama? <laughs> but God has helped us. Oman is now a doctor. Amen. His wife a doctor as well. And we're looking for more doctors in my home so they can harass me. (laughs) They know too much. And they harass me in the home. Especially with this COVID. The one calls the other one. And then they call and they gang up on me. And I say, I surrender. (laughs) I do whatever you guys ask me to do. But when you're not around, I do what I want to (laughs) do. Don't call me a hypocrite. But that's the way gonna go. <laughs> I do what they want me to do when they're around. By myself. Nobody's going to tell me what to do. Until they come around. I'm joking. <laughs> they found out my secret. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> Listen to this. Very important. And I'm going to continue with this message. Till you are fully convinced. And I tell you what, Jesus said, the Bible says, and he walked with them, confirming the word with signs following. Your sign is wealth. Can I hear an amen? amen. Your sign is wealth. Because God's going to bring it to you. Don't try to figure out how he's going to do it. That's not your business. All he asks for you is to believe it. I'm teaching on this. One of the greatest problems that believers have... I guess I just follow my notes. Hmm. (laughs) I have a problem myself, you know. (laughs) It's the biggest problem. I have a lot of problems here. But listen to this. It says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God... By not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I commend you today. You know the way to keep his judgments? Keep. To keep, you have a, you have a love for it. Even though you may not meet up, you still read it daily. As he says in Joshua, day and night, you meditate on his word, that you may be able... To do all that is written. That's the only way you can do it. Because the word is spiritual. Amen. The more of the word you have in you. The more spiritual you get. Jesus and the word are the same. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The more of God's word you have in you. The more of God you have. And the more spiritual you get. And you don't see things the way people see it anymore. And then you begin to talk different from the way you used to to talk. As you keep it judgments. It says, less when you, less when, what? What's the word? Less what? When, not if. Not if. Lest when you have eaten and are full, you will always eat and be full, according to what God says. And have built what? Pastor just built a big house. Oh no. He must be stealing from the church. (laughs) Oh yes. Where did he get that money to build that stuff? That's too big a house. That's too large a house. It's too beautiful a house. Something is not right. Who told you that? The devil speaking to you. If pastor is doing what's right, God's going to bless him regardless of what you feel. Amen. God's just going to bless you. He's just going to bless you. And that's not for pastor alone. But we have this, where did he get the money to build that? Where? What job does he do? Is that your business? If he's in church, God's blessing him. Go find out what he's doing. He'll probably show you. Hey. hey brother. Hey. Look at what he says. And then they begin to educate you. Now no, listen. When, not if. Do you ever dream of building beautiful houses? Does it never come into your mind? Oh God, I can't build beautiful houses. I have $10 an hour job. Is God going to depend on your $10 an hour job to, for you to build beautiful houses? Notice this. He didn't even say when you have built houses. That would be good enough, right? He said beautiful houses. His all concern, don't forget me. I gave you that. I gave you that. Just don't forget me. That's the only thing he asked. He didn't say, when you are a Christian, you can't do it. That's what he said. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Can I hear an amen? amen. You guys have been too quiet on me. <laughs> That's the truth. That's the truth. It's when you have built beautiful houses. And dwell in them. I like that. You are peace in your beautiful house. Can I hear an amen? I like beautiful houses. Pastor Al has one. I want to leave. I'm <laughs> I like beautiful houses. And God is not opposed to you having a beautiful house. You are the one that's opposed to you having a beautiful house. And so stay in your poor, ra- uh, ra- uh, what do you call it? <laughs> stay in your poor home. Or what you call shelter, right? God didn't call you to live in a shelter. Amen. Amen. God wants to bless us. I remember, in a, I believe it's Acts, maybe it's chapter 3. He says, God, having raised Jesus from the dead, sent him first to bless you. That's his his assignment. He sent him back to bless us after he rose from the dead. Why are you denying him of his pleasure? Because it's his pleasure to have his people prosper. That's what he says. You are denying him of his pleasure when you don't accept his word. Because until you accept the word, it will never happen. And after you accept his word, guess what's going to come? A lot of opposition. It seems like things are going the other way. But you know what God is doing? He's testing you to see if you will quit. That's all he's doing. Are you going to believe me truly? Do you really believe? He's testing you. Just like he tested Abraham. It does that. It told us from the father of faith, that's Abraham, the pattern, the way of the Lord. Amen. So when you believe today, it doesn't mean something is going to happen tomorrow. Sometimes it seems like you're believing, and things don't let it bother you. Can I hear an amen? Because God is doing something. He's going to get you to a level that you will not even believe. Your family will not believe what God has done in your life. They can't believe it. And they say, "Ah, ah, 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 how? Then you tell them. And they say, it can't be that. But they know you are not that smart. (laughs) How did you get this? Well, the Lord did it. Amen? I want that to be a part of this church. Amen? And guess what? I believe God's going to do that. I just need you to agree with me. If two shall agree concerning anything, where? On the earth. You're not in heaven yet. If you agree with me, believe what's going to happen in this church, there's going to be an explosion of people receiving from God and ideas here and there, not for their family alone, but for the kingdom of God. That's what this is all about. Amen. Amen. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. Nobody can take you from your beautiful house that God's given to you. Nobody. Nobody can do it. When God gives it to you, it's yours. And nobody, because he's going to fight against it. That's what he meant by dwelling it. It's God gave it to you. If you gave it to yourself, they'll take it from you. Nobody's going to repossess your home. God's going to give you enough and over to keep your home and your car and to family comfortable. Not the children wondering, wondering when, when are we going to find something to eat. And you say, don't worry. But you don't believe God. You're going to be hungry. And it's not fun to be hungry. be hungry. So important. Listen to this. And when your herds, that's a lot of businesses, and your flocks, that's another group of businesses. Multiply. And guess what? And your silver, that's money. And the word is when, not if. Amen. This is God's word. This, this is not my word. And your silver And your gold are multiplied. And all that you have is multiplied. Everything is multiplied. When your heart is lifted and you forget the Lord, your God. So basically don't put your eyes on them. That's what Abraham did. Abraham was not concerned about his wealth. He was mainly concerned about his relationship with God. The king of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, after he had fought and brought them back, the king said, you can have this pause. Abraham said, no, I don't want you to give me your pause. You know what he said after that? Lest anybody will say, you made Abraham rich. You know what Abraham was looking for? He wants only what God did. God gets the credit. I'm rich, I don't need your stuff. Don't go out saying, we gave Abraham all of those. Abraham said, I don't want that. I don't want anybody to ever say, you made Abraham rich. Guess what he said? He knew he was rich. <laughs> Amen? Amen? He was rich. And that's the father of faith. And God encourages us to follow after the father of faith. Amen? Uh, sorry, guys. Stand up. I quit here. <laughs> I really want to encourage you by the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe God has sown something in your heart today. I need you to receive. My goal is not to have a lot of money. The church is blessed. I just want to see God's word fulfilled in people's lives. Because there are people out there that are preaching to people and telling them all kinds of things. I want to stay with the word but I also what I've, what I've seen in my life since I started ministry uh, even before that when God has given me something and I, he tells me go out and speak it he told me if you can convince them to believe I will do it that's what God spoke to me your job is to try to use the word I'll be with you and make them believe consent, help them to believe and he said, if they believe, they will, be, they will receive whatever you preach. And when I, that happened, I went out. I've always loved to pray. God had given me a lot of things about healing then. But I hadn't seen too much. But I stepped out in faith. I preached the word. And I had all kinds of miracles. People who had been in accident healed instantly. I've seen blind eyes healed. I've seen them come with their eyes milky. You've seen blind people milky. And then I've seen them walk out with their eyes clear. Nobody leading them. I did that? Nope. Most times I don't know what's going on. God is the one that does it. But what he said to me, which I'm going to share with you, is this, what I've already shared with you. He said, if you can help them to believe, I will confirm the word. That goes the same thing with Mark chapter 16, where it says, And the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. So, right now, as far as I know, we have two millionaires. Who's going to be the third one? There? I see the some of them say, I don't know about that. I have $10 an hour job. I don't know about becoming a millionaire. Leave that for the other guys that have good jobs. God did not call you to a job? Amen? Change your mind. Amen? Read Isaiah 54. I, I thought I was closing, but this is another one. <laughs> Ministers have that privilege. They lie a lot. not in that area. I'm closing now it's a lie it's not closing but Isaiah 54 he says expand the borders of your tent amen because God is about to bless you can you expand the borders of your tent today think something bigger than make it impossible if you can do it why do you need God do believe for something impossible impossible Something you cannot ever, you can't even, when you dream, ah, no, no, no. That's what I want you to believe today, amen? And believe that God can do it. It can take you places, amen? Thank you, Lord. Pastor Kathy, would you please come up? Pastor Kathy, I told you she's not willing to be a pastor, but she's going to be one. (laughs) And we love you. <laughs> come up, close the close the service for me today. Thank you. Just like Pastor Larry, you got to come up, okay? <laughs> God bless you. I love every one of you. Thank you so much. Amen.
1: We thank you for your presence in this place, Father. And we thank you, Lord, for the heart of this church ask, God, that it just begin to beat in our community, God, and in our lives, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us into everything that you have for us, Lord God. There's a lot of uh, people that think big in this church. There's a lot of people that think beyond our boundaries, Lord God, here at this church. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're speaking to hearts, God, that you're positioning people, Father, to reach out and to touch, God. Not only our community, but this nation. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for our pastors. We thank you for the leadership in this church. And we thank you for every person that's here, Lord. And we thank you, God, that you're healing hearts. You're changing lives. You're adapting us, Lord God, to what the world looks like now, God. To reach out to people, God, and to further your kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen.